At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Points Bet Sportsbook's giving you more live betting than ever before. Place a $20 pregame bet on Cincinnati versus Kansas City this Sunday and receive a $20 free bet to use live on the game. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21. All right, so again, numbers for this weekend, Championship Sunday. All of this stuff is available in VSIN's digital magazine. It's called Point Spread Weekly. You can get it at vsin.com slash subscribe. Great stuff in there every week throughout the entire year. The football stuff is just awesome. But to reiterate this message, like going back to the wild card weekend and how the playoffs have played out this year, but specifically, you know, over now a long sample size of games and years, the outright winner has covered the spread in all but five of the last 40 conference championship games. That's 87.5%. So, just basically, huh. right, pick the winner, and that team's going to cover the spread. If you think the Chiefs are going to win the game based on history, that means they're going to cover the seven this weekend. Again, can that change this weekend? A thousand percent. Absolutely, you can. This, these are trends that we're running down right now. Wrong. But we're just reminding people of how it's been now. The last team to win but not cover... Would, would have been New England four years ago. They were seven-and-a-half-point favorites against uh, the Jags. They won 24-20. Isn't this something? This is 88%, and then the, it's almost as strong as the wild card round, which is on a 54-7-1 and one run. That's crazy. <laughs> it is, yeah. and the magic number's 30. Now, which, I would say this, though, but a lot. home team to get to 30, you're 15-1 uh, straight up and 14-2 and ATS going back. You know, to point this out, though, to people – like that's tied in the wild card round is really tied into a good betting angle, and that's going against either first year quarterbacks in the playoffs, their first playoff game, I should yeah. say, and coaches making their first playoff appearance. Like the Rams getting bet down to three against the Cardinals is an all timer. I mean, that's we're talking about Murray's first game. I, I can say it because it, no, the game's behind us now it played out, obviously, but that that game should have never been bet down to three. I was stunned at that. Um, but that makes a lot of sense, right? And so just in those spots where the Rams are laying three, they won the game going away, and they easily covered. This is a legacy game. This is so much riding on, on Stafford's career and also McVay. Remember, McVay was flat out said it. I was out coached by Belichick. He undressed me, yeah. and he did. So now you make the trade. You go to the Super Bowl with Goff, you say not good enough, and they even said it. They tweeted it out. We're all in. You get Beckham. You get Miller. You make all these moves. You trade for Stafford. Okay, he was great Sunday. Dan, a lot of people still don't uh, trust him. I still don't trust him. He's had four interceptions this year against the 49ers. He was great against Tampa. McVay, not the Rams, McVay almost blew that game Sunday. That was horrendous what he did. He was awful in the in the last meeting, week 18. It has to be in your head, both guys, that I have beat this guy six in a row if I'm Shanahan. I own this guy. I eat him for lunch. I, okay, in terms of overall power ratings, I, for one, certainly have Kyle Shanahan as a better coach than Sean McVay. And I'm not saying that based on what happened last week because we have eviscerated McVay and he deserved it from last week. Again, this goes back to like 2020, middle of the pandemic, right? Everything shut down. 
We were coming up with ideas for Point Spread Weekly, and we all came out with our top 10 coaches in the NFL. I want to say I had Shanahan number three, and then people panicked last year. Oh, Shanahan, a little overrated here again. Uh, did you forget about the 37 injuries they had? Yeah. You, to, who's to a winning, lot of their stars? Who's winning game with Mullins and Bethard? Uh-huh. Who's going to win games? That's right. Come on. And now you're seeing this this year. This is why I loved him. Well, I, 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 sorry, but I, I also hear every day about how, how much this, this guy sucks, Garoppolo. Right. He's a game away from the Super Bowl. Again, you should have won the Super Bowl with him last night. Now, I've been a, a Garoppolo apologist for a long, long time. I, look, I mean, let's be honest here. Last week against Green Bay, the guy should have had or could have had three pick sixes, maybe even four. He was not good. The decision-making process, I mean, he's horrible decisions out there. Yep. I know. Uh, and that's the thing you have to fade on Sunday. They're 8-0 when Stafford is, doesn't throw an interception. The 49ers are 7-0 when Garoppolo doesn't throw an interception. But much like the season and and what happened in the Week 18 meeting, Garoppolo can put up good numbers and he can win you games. But the, the silly mistake is coming. You got a lot, a lot like Stafford. Yep. Stafford had a pick six in the Monday night game. Yep. Oh, by the way, he's we thrown were... four interceptions in the in the head to head here. But this is that was a stupid interception before halftime against Green Bay. He should have had other interceptions. He threw two in the Week 18 game. He was awesome in the second half. It was, but it was a bad first half, and he was a the reason they were down 17. Got a message during the break that uh, our good buddy Lou Finacaro, awesome on the NFL, he also was high on Jimmy Garoppolo this week. Told me that as uh, Paul Charchian told us he likes Garoppolo. And keep this in mind, by the so way. So you want that prop. You want all four quarterbacks to throw for 250 at 5-1. to You're going to go to bat with that. You think you got a shot? I don't have an answer yet. Okay. I know Charge likes him over. I made the case earlier this week that 238.5 was maybe a little bit too high for him, so I need to reexamine that. Right. Well, but, yeah. So to what Charge was saying half an hour ago, he really made a great case for Matthew Stafford to go under 2.5 rushing yards, and it correlates with the Rams' wins, et cetera. You bet him under last week. I lost. But if, if that game doesn't play out like it did and they have the lead, he takes right. kneel downs at the end yes. of the game, he goes under. Right. People are pointing out, and I tried to do this during the break as well. I tried to parlay Stafford rushing yards under to the Rams winning. I couldn't do it here in Las Vegas. But at a spot like Bet Rivers, you can do that, and the payoff is plus 245 for people who are trying to do that. What's the game? How does McVay handle this? Does he come out throwing? I mean, that was... You You have to. You, you had so much success against Tampa, and then you got away from it, and then what? The love affair with Akers must end. Has it to. It must end. I'm with Charge on that, you. by the way. Under 63 and a half is a huge number well, for him. Well, he's also right. If he does it again Sunday, that's it. He's got to be on this bench. If he fumbles again, I, I, put it this I would way. put him out there. I, I would go one further. And McVay's been getting killed, but I still like him as a coach. If Akers fumbles in this game and McVay still puts him out in the game and they would happen to lose, I'm not, I'm not even joking here. You need to reexamine this guy as the head coach of your franchise. That's fair. I'd go that far. Okay. Well, the other thing is, uh, and this is tough to handicap, but the Sam Farmer tweet, uh, LA Times, I believe, I mean, this is, it. the 49ers could take over that stadium again. Yeah. And by all accounts, it's going to be more 49er fans than Rams fans. StubHub says it's on track, he's LA Times, on track to be the number one best-selling playoff game in the site's history. They had to use a silent snap count week 18. It's going to be embarrassing. Embarrassing. If it's an NFC title game and it's all 49er fans, or you have to go silent snap count, and they play a, a role in this. Mm-hmm. So we know this. There's no home field advantage. And the other thing is, what does he do with the game plan? Does he come out throwing? Does he try to establish the run? What the hell was that in the in the last meeting? It's 17-0. They're near, they're near midfield. It's third and one. You have to run the ball there. He goes shotgun. 
sacked. You give the 49ers the ball back. They kick a field goal. You handed them three points. They come all the way back and win in overtime and dominated the second half. Yep. They dominated the first meeting. They are they were too physical. They punched them in the mouth. The Rams didn't have an answer. The first drive, 11 minutes, 93 yards, 18 plays. They had another 91-yard drive that was eight minutes in that game. It was 31-7. to McVay kicked the field goal with three minutes left. He lost his mind in that game. He tried that fake field goal before halftime. Well, again, Garoppolo played well in that game. Debo had two touchdowns. Paul, last week in the first half, 20 passes compared to 10 runs, and it was 11 passes on first down, nine passes on second down. He only ran the ball twice on second down. And when they were running the ball on first down, it was mostly after they got the comfortable lead and was right before halftime when he got he lost his mind yes. and Akers fumbled the ball. And that completely flipped in the second half. They ran the ball nine times on first down. Overall, they ran the ball six times on second down compared to twice in the first half. So he was playing not to lose rather than to go out there. And I don't understand this, by the way. Yep. I, for the people who get mad at coaches running up the score, I say, go away. I've always said this. In college basketball, for example, if I'm a head coach and my style is to go out there and press and shoot threes and I'm up 73-45 in the second half with 10 minutes to go, I bring in my scrubs, I'm doing the same exact thing. You lose by 42 bad, that's on you. Put, it's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady we're talking about here. <laughs> if you win if you win 41-3, to what's, who cares? Who's going to get mad at that? In professional sports? Go, go out there and put them away. Yeah. Stomp on their throats. If people complain about that, Get, get, you should well, be eviscerated. Get off the planet. Well, the other, yes. I don't care about your opinion. The the play calling before halftime, when he never takes a shot at the end zone. What? Right. You don't throw the ball once. Yep. You were content there to kick the field goal and let the clock run down. And then what he did, you could have iced the game week eighteen, and you would have been the two. Everything worked out. Everything's coming up roses for Stafford and the Rams. But you could have been the two seed and iced the game. Mm-hmm. He ran, 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 ran. You have Cup. Mm-hmm. You have Stafford. It's third and long. I'm not even going to bother to run the, to yep. throw the ball. Get one first and down. And you give the 49ers the ball back right down the field. Yep. They did that twice. Before half, like you said, it was run, run, shotgun, third and one. He got sacked. They punt the ball back. 38 seconds for the Niners. They go all the way down the field from their own yep. 15 to get the field goal to make it 17-3. And then in that last drive as well, that's just... Right. Run, 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 punt. Nothing's going to happen here, right? You could have kept the 49ers yeah. out of the playoffs. But I just I think this is where the schedule should uh, catch up with them, though. I mean, at some point it has to, right, with the 49ers? I don't know. Yeah, they, I, I mean, I, they had no business winning that game Saturday, but just like Cincinnati. If, if they don't block a punt, they're not scoring a touchdown, okay? But you don't – okay. I, but it's just 8 of 10 on the road, and then you go to L.A., overtime game, followed by the game in uh, Dallas, last play, game in Lambeau, cold. Last play, and I another road game against L.A. Yeah, but I don't, again, is this really a road game? Well, What is that, a 40-minute flight, maybe tops? And then if there's going to be an overwhelming amount of 49ers fans there, it's not really a road game. It's a war of attrition, though. You had to go to yeah, overtime to this, beat Cincinnati. I would say and, if, the, that, if, if this game was played like in Philadelphia and they had to go back across the country one more right. time, okay, now we're talking about that's a huge road trip again. But this one, this one doesn't really bother me. Um all right, this winter's hottest horse race, the $3 million Pegasus World Cup, is tomorrow at Gulfstream Park. Sign up to bet with First Bet using the promo code VEGAS25 to get $25 instantly just for signing up. Visit vcin.com slash horses to sign up. 
And if you're a horse racing fan, First Bet is a place for you. Visit vcin.com slash horses to sign up for this special Pegasus World Cup offer today. And the best to do it, Jeff Siegel on the program coming up next. His best bets for the Pegasus World Cup next on Follow the Money. The Sports Betting Network. Back at Apollo and Mitch, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's time for Jeff Siegel, Express Bet Analyst, and time for the Pegasus. And also, we'll get some picks from Santa Anita. He's the GOAT at Jay Siegel Racing on Twitter, and he joins us now. I gave out a horse yesterday. He's still running. How do I bounce back? What, what do you recommend I do now after doing that? Well, most of us will be wrong two out of three times, so it's not uh, unusual. You just, uh, you know, move on. You know, that's the next bet. Horse racing is not about one bet; it's about the long term. And so, uh, right. you know, if we if, if we bet if we if we can pick thirty thirty five to forty percent winners and uh, produce a profit in the long run, that's that's the goal. Sometimes people ask me who my best bet is, and I say I don't really know. I've got four or five. I'm hopeful that two of them will win, and then I'll, that's that's the way it'll go. But um, the sink or swim on just one pick, it's sometimes it's real tough in horse races. That's sure. a good answer. Yeah. Yeah, yes, it is. Okay, let's go to Gulfstream, the Pegasus World Cup. Take us through your top pick, how we should play it, look at some other shots, maybe to exact the trifecta. You have the floor, sir. Well, it's a $3 million race. It's a terrific race. It's his final start for Horse of the Year, Nick Sko. Um He, of course, won the Breeders' Cup Classic. He's won his last four. But here's the key with Nick Sko. Nick Sko has won 10 races in his career. Um, he's earned uh, $8.5 million, but he has never won a race in which he wasn't in front from the start. Mm. He is a strictly front-running type of horse. Now, he's almost always good enough and fast enough to make the lead, but he's never won a race in which he hasn't been in front early. And the key to this race is the speed that he's going to have to deal with with life is good. Another Breeders' Cup winner, he won the Breeders' Cup Dirt. The way I handicap this race, life is good is actually quicker than Nick's go. And if I'm riding life is go, if I'm I ride Ortiz Jr., I say I'm going to take Nick's go by the throat early. I'm going to run him into the ground. I'm going to try to get in front of them going to the clubhouse turn, going a mile on eighth. It's a relatively short run of the clubhouse turn. But I think life is good is quicker. And if I can get in front of Nick's go, I can get, I can, I can get the best of them. So that's okay. the strategy. So this is kind of like a race within a race. It's a mile on an eighth. But the critical stage of the race is the first opening furlong. And if life is good, can can get in front of Nick's go, and I think he can, because I think he's quicker, then Nick, life is good has got a chance to beat the favorite. A real good chance. Okay. How about Sir Winston and Stiletto Boy? Well, that's for exact the players, because theoretically, okay. if life is good, can get ahead of Nick's go, then Nick's go might kind of wave the white flag, which he did in his last a loss, which was in the Met Mile back in summer, last summer, and then before that in Saudi Arabia when a horse uh, by the name of Charlton grabbed him early and put him away. So uh, if Nick Scope fades out of the picture, and he's going to be even money or less, then you have a couple of horses like Sir Winston, who's 12-1 uh, to 1 on the morning line, and uh, Sir, uh, Sletto Boy, who is 20-1 to 1 on the morning line. These are stretch runners. 
And they, I don't think they can win, but they can run second or third. And now if you want to play an exacta or trifecta, king, life is good with those two other horses. Suddenly, now your, your, your value is skyrocketing. Now that's no slam dunk, let me tell you. It's a gamble, but I think mm-hmm. it, the, 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 the possibility is there for a major score if somehow, some way, life is good can put away Nick's go, because if Nick's go has a history of when he doesn't get the lead, he kind of fades out of the picture. So that there, there's the long shot gamble there in the exacta or trifecta using the two horses you just mentioned, Sir Winston and Stiletto Boy. Okay, and that's exactly how you're approaching tomorrow then? Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a swing for the fences type of... Uh, uh, of strategy, and I, sometimes I do that. Sometimes I play conservative and say, "Look, I'm just going. I'm not going to worry who's going to run second or third. I have a, more of a conviction of life is good winning than I do have of who's going to run second or third. So I might play small with a smaller exacta or trifecta. But for me, and I'm kind of a conservative better. Um, my play would be just made based, basically life is good in the wind pool. Okay, you live in California. Do you have any bets on the NFC title game, or do you have any rooting interest between the Rams and the 49ers? I, I wouldn't have people follow my football bets because I am more sentimental than anything else. Hmm. I saw my first Los Angeles Ram game in 1958. Oh. Uh, I saw in the rain against the Baltimore Colts. That was a team that went on to win uh, the championship against the Giants in that overtime Alan Amici game. So I go back a ways with the Rams. So, yes, I'm a fan. I'm a season ticket holder. And I don't let uh, my uh, my gambling get in the way of my rooting. And my rooting takes precedence. So I'm not betting, but I'm watching. Uh, and uh, I'll be cheering for the Rams. That's my team. All right. Uh, what do you think today at Santa Anita, my friend? Well, we've got a couple of races that intrigue me. The, the, the fields tend to be a little smaller at Santa Anita. So you really kind of have to pick your spots. Um, the second race uh, at Santa Anita today, there's a horse named Wipe the Slate. Trained by Doug O'Neill, uh, he was claimed for fifty thousand dollars to raise his back. Now he's running for twenty thousand. Massive class drop. Normally that's not a great sign. It tells me that the connections don't like the horse. They're just trying to, you know, unload him. But I do think uh, after watching him work out last week, I think he's okay for this race. So I think Wipe the Slate allowed class the field in the second race. I like him to win. It's not going to be any major price or anything like that, but he does look like he's in a good spot. And then in the eighth race, it's a maiden race for. Three-year-old fillies, a lot of first-time starters, but there's a filly in here named Ute. That's Y-O-U-T-E. Ute, number five on the program. She had a fourth-place finish in her debut, but she had a lot of trouble in the race. Some of it was self-caused because she was kind of green and didn't know what she was doing, but she ran well, and I think she'll get her act together today and move up and improve considerably, and I look for her to kind of sit back off the pace and make the last run. She's five to two in the morning line. That's not a bad price for her, so I like number five, Ute to round it out in the eighth and final today at Santa Anita. Very good. Good luck, sir. Thanks so much for the time today. Thank you. Good luck to you. All right. Appreciate you. You can bet these races and more using First Bet, the preferred horse betting app of VEASAN, and the Pegasus is Saturday at Gulfstream. Sign up to bet it with our friends at First Bet, promo code VEGAS25. VEGAS25, they get $25 instantly just for signing up. VEASAN.com slash horses for details, and you'll find the wager guide with picks and betting strategies. VEASAN.com slash horses. There you see it again, the Santa Anita picks, and life is good. And then you want to get nuts, swing for the fences, your little uh, Sir Winston stiletto boy there as well. What do you think, you're the first person ever to talk about a horse that you like or that you're tipped off on and it finishes in last place? Well, here's what bothered me. So I'm going there, and I'm going to watch, I'm watching the race, and I go, you know, guys, this is off the turf. And I go, it's still a goal. They go, oh, no go, no go now. 
no go now. You know, weather issues, I don't know. But uh, it's off the turf, and they say that's that. And then the tur- the jockey's just like, all right, the hell with this. And then he's still running. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it sucks. Apologies. Tough. They had a good track record. Well, the, the but then fir- I, I, I talked to these guys. I go, this is off the turf. you know. And then they were totally surprised by it. And, it just- and that's the first horse you gave out in how long? Uh, Ever? Yeah. <laughs> Ever? <laughs> I'll and, oh, by the way, for the record, you were all cocky tomorrow or yesterday. I'll never do it again. Super cocky. Let's go today to the fourth. How about Frosted Faith? Can we bounce back? Frosted Faith in the fourth at, at Gulf Street. Now, are you just randomly throwing out names that you like? No. Oh. This is another <laughs> horse that you were given? Prick, prickly Pete. Prickly Pete and Snoopy? I got to tell you, check out Santa Anita today. Look, Take a peek at Snoopy <laughs> in the eight. Uh, do you, so, is this your same guy? The, yeah. What was yeah. it Frosted Flakes? The, what was it? Inside. Frosted. Tony the Tiger on the inside. Frosted Faith. He's on the inside. Yep. Huh? On the inside. Yeah. He right. guys, guys connected. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's that tough. All right. That's good. But what's going on? What do you think what's going on around the league in the NFL? Well, with the coaches? Yeah. So the Bears have their coach. Don't tell me they're going to go. Did they go Garrett OC? Like that. I don't know if that was a joke or what. What the, what the Bears could do. Um, I, I think McDaniels is going to get the Raider job. So that's the way it appears. And Harbaugh was all the way down to plus one twenty-five. It's six to one on McDaniel's. Done. Mc, Maybe McDaniel's took... was six to one as of what yesterday or yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, it looks like that's yeah. definitely the Raiders are definitely leaning that way. Yep. And how about the Jacksonville situation that they want Leftwich, but according to reports, Leftwich says I'll take the job, get rid of Bulky. I want Wilson in there, and then if they fire Bulky, he'll take the job. But then they were talking to, so the guy who was leading the search for the new coach then, they'll just say, okay, well, we'll go with Leftwich and we'll replace you. And then they were talking to Vic Fangio. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't get that one. So the, the private plane that was in Denver right earlier this week had nothing to do with like Nathaniel Hackett. It was to, get, up to pick up Fangio and bring him back so they could talk to him about the head coaching job. <sighs> I mean, that team, if they hire Vic Fangio, no offense. They deserve to go 3-14 and 14 for the next three years. Yeah, they do. Yep. And, uh, and by but, the way, they probably will. And a good job by uh, Dettelia yesterday. He said Quinn's going to stay put. How about that? That was like at the tail end. He's like, let me, let me tell you this, guys, right sure. now. That was, that was something. That was... Out of nowhere prediction, and he nailed it. He did. Jerry, Jared tucked him into it, although they said uh, McCarthy's going to come back. But that's... Um, and the other one, if McDaniels takes the Raider job, a possible replacement will be O'Brien to be the OC back in New England. Yeah. Okay. That's the way it seems anyway. This is wild. All right. It's Follow the Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. I wonder what happens to Bisaccia, by the way. Assuming that, you know, someone like uh, McDaniels gets the job. They're saying special teams with the Bears. Yikes. He's going to be pissy. Deserves like, I just went to the play. I, took, I know. I, I weathered the storm. Yep. It was the sea was angry. And I took you to the playoffs. Adam Chernoff on the program coming up next. Over 60% on the NFL with his bets all your long sides, totals, and props. He's had five days to break down both these games. We'll get his best bets coming up next. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
DraftKings Casino brings you a new era of your favorite games, including blackjack, roulette, slots, plus live dealer, live dealer table games. And just this week, DraftKings Casino paid out some huge wins. A player bet 250 and won over 5,000 on double jackpot bullseye. Another player bet $5 and won 7,000 on fire buffalo. Download the DraftKings Casino app today. New customers can claim a deposit bonus up to $2,000, and they start you off with $50 in free credit just for signing up. What a promotion. What an offer. What a company. Download the DraftKings Casino app and use code VEASAN to claim the offer. Got to be 21 casino.draftkings.com for full details. You have to enjoy things, Paulie, um, while you can. I believe this is the penultimate appearance of Adam Chernoff on this show this oh. year. I'm going to cry. How sad is that? Oh, no. Is that correct, Adam, as oh. uh, he joins the program here today? Second last one to go. Yeah, oh. but maybe there'll be some draft excitement in late April, but this is the second yeah. to last one, so it's been fun so far. Yeah. Very cool. All right, so you are the product manager at Covers.com. The podcast is also coming to an end uh, with the Super Bowl, obviously, around the corner, but that's called the Simple Handicap, and you can follow Adam on Twitter at Adam Chernoff, and his bets there, he sends out every single one throughout the entire year, higher than 60% on the season. We're talking sides, totals, and props. So you've had like five days to think about the games, the bets, the props. I know you bet one early on Sunday night, but tell us about that. The Chiefs-Bengals, you bet at 53 and a half. Do you still like it over today? I did and I do. Okay. And to me, like the bet itself was really simple for me to make. It was a slightly lower number than what Buffalo KC closed, but we're getting a much worse defense in the Cincinnati Bengals and an offense that, while not as capable, we just saw hang north of 30 points on this Chiefs defense about three and a half weeks ago. So I I felt like this number arguably could have been a touch higher than where it opened, and I think it's now moving in the right direction. But like for me, where it opened lower, it, it was just it was too short for me. And when I look at what the Bengals are defensively, this is a unit that, when you look at success rate, EPA, a lot of the advanced metrics, like they were below average or right at the average mark, but they played one of the worst schedules of opposing quarterbacks over the course of the season. They've really played three elite quarterbacks the entire season that we would sort of consider top 10 QBs. Otherwise, it's just been a long list of backups and a long list of stand-ins that they still haven't been able to pad those stats very much. But they struggle specifically against two things as much as any other defense. It's defending tight ends and passes over the middle, Mm -hmm. and it's defending passes to running backs out of the backfield. And so if they want to employ the same style of defense that the Bills did a week ago and that a lot of other teams have done to have success against Kansas City, they're going to give up a lot of passes to tight ends, short routes over the middle, and passes to running backs. And that's something that the Chiefs, with McKinnon, with now Kelsey healthy, who wasn't there at full health for the first game, with Hill healthy, who wasn't there at full health for the first game, and an offensive line that's healthy, which wasn't for the first game, have really evolved into doing well. And so for me, the Chiefs against this Bengals defense is just a terrific matchup for KC. And on the other side, it's just a matter of Cincinnati being able to do their part. When you remove the two Pittsburgh games against that putrid offense from the Steelers from the last two months of games for Kansas City, all of of a sudden those numbers look really, really bad for KC. 
Like they're allowing north of 320 yards per game, yeah. a ton through the air. I think Cincinnati can do their part. I'm happy with the over here. I think we get another big game from the Chiefs offense. And again, I think the Bengals keep up for some extent, but I think we're going well over the total here in the mid 50s. Okay. How about a prop in that game? Yeah, uh, CJ Uzama was posted high 30s, bet him under at 36 and a half. Uh, this is going to be a wide receiver game for the Bengals. Uh, don't think he's going to be as involved as he's being made out to be by the market. But this is also a number relative to his performance over the course of the season that is actually pretty high for his expectations. So it's kind of priced up with the total being where it is, but I don't anticipate him being. Uh, nearly as involved within this game planning as the other three wide receivers as the Bengals are forced to play catch-up. So happy to take him under at 36-and-a-half. Okay. You were spitting fire on Twitter Sunday. On a scale of 1 to 10, in your opinion, how bad was McVeigh? Can you go higher than 10? <laughs> like it, doesn't, Man. it doesn't get worse than that. What, were, what was he doing? I don't know. Uh, he, he builds the lead. With first and second down passes against the Buccaneers defense, if you want to attack the Tampa Bay defense, pretty obvious you do it against the secondary. He did it. The Rams had a ton of success taking advantage of Bowles blitzing, ran up the score. Second half comes around, run rate goes north of 70%. In the fourth quarter, they ran the ball 12 of 14 downs during that comeback, and they were just bashing acres into a brick wall yep. at the defensive line of the Buccaneers. Made no sense. But what's even worse here is if we go back to when Akers returned in the final week of the season and look at the Rams three games since, they've run the ball 80 times on early downs. They have a success rate on those runs of 26%. So if that was in a regular season context, it's the worst running game in the NFL by a significant margin. And so this is a Rams team that is very good when they're passing on early downs horrific when they're running on early downs, yet McVay decided that that was the way that he wanted to play out the second half. It was atrocious. Well said. So do you think he learned <laughs> from his mistake last week? So you would like to say he learned, but he did the same thing against San Francisco yep. yes, he two did. weeks yes. ago. Mm -hmm. Yes, he did. So it's becoming a weird pattern that apparently he, he doesn't see anything wrong with that. So I'm not sure what's going on there. It's a weird sort of sequence of play-calling weeks for McVay. So you have two bets then in this game. You like the dog, evidently. And what do you like with the total? I like the San Francisco 49ers a plus three and a half. And I'll go with the over again in this one as well. But what I will say about the total is it's actually going to get bet down from what I'm hearing a little bit. So I think this gets to 45. So I probably end up taking a bad number on this total. But had some help from friends on the show this week trying to understand more about what's going on with Shanahan and McVeigh, and I'll steal some analysis here. But okay. I was I was curious. I was asking, and I was like, it's got to be more than just like the name value. It's not just there's some familiarity between the two. Like, what's going on here? And it's really simple when you look at what the 49ers do as to why they've had so much success when it's against this LA Rams team. And so the one thing that the 49ers do more than any other team in the NFL is use pre-snap motion. And they also have a physical ground game that uses a lot of heavy personnel at the offensive line. They also use a lot of play action. What's very interesting about this is the Rams defensively disguise their coverages at the highest rate in the NFL. 
which means that in theory, they're using the most motion, in quotation marks, on defense as well. When you face the 49ers team that's doing so much stuff at the line of scrimmage, moving around so much with so many guys in motion, it forces the Rams to be static and really makes it difficult to disguise their coverage, which is what gives them such an advantage against other teams. And so there's this fundamental style challenge that the Rams have to face where in order to defend the 49ers effectively, they have to do something that's very uncharacteristic for them. And they also don't have an answer for bringing extra guys and putting them in the box to defend the run because over the course of the regular season, they've played with the least amount of guys in the box on a per snap basis. Wow, okay. So everything the Niners do offensively matches up extremely well with what the Rams want to do defensively because it really forces them to be someone they're not. And so to me, there's this ongoing debate about is Jimmy G good? Is he not? What we saw him do against the Packers really, in my opinion, is suppressing this total. This is the lowest total of a Rams game the entire season. And it's the lowest total we've seen between these two teams in their three meetings. One close 51, the other close 47. We're now at 45 and a half. But that matchup advantage for San Francisco on offense, it's not going away. They're going to be able to move the football. And I think the Rams can do their part too. So for me, this gets over 45 and a half. I played 46 at the worst number. I think it's going over that. And I think the Niners, again, are competitive and they continue this dominance of L.A. Well, that is absolutely superb. So are you taking, we have like 30 seconds here, are you taking a slice of Niners' money line as well? I did not, but I have some some financial interest in them making the Super Bowl. Oh, so okay, okay. I'm hoping that they ultimately get there, but I won't be adding on to that. Happy to take the three and a half. Okay, very good. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Adam Chernoff. Uh, you're the best, man. Thanks so much for the time again, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thanks very much, guys. Enjoy the games. Yep, you, you too. Awesome stuff there from Adam, but that's what we come to expect now on a week-in, week-out basis from him. He's so good at breaking down games. Okay, our best bets coming up. You ready to go? Ready to go. All right. Love this weekend. Uh, In-pocket plays coming up. <laughs> yes. Wrong race, Stuart. <laughs> in-pocket plays. Recapping last night's action. Uh, great closing line value on a prop, Paulie. Had Russell Wilson yeah. yesterday morning. Westbrook. What did I say? Wilson. Sorry. <laughs> Westbrook. He's over 15 and a half rebounds and assists. It was minus 110 on the show. Then the LeBron news comes out later on in the day. Sure. That goes all the way up to 17 and a half over minus 130. Had no chance of getting it. None. 
I should have uh, been stronger on Embiid under 33.5 last night because that did not get there. He had like 13 at halftime. Ended up with a great game. Like I think he had like 29, 9, and 7, and he told the guys after the show, I didn't, I sucked tonight, didn't play well, whatever. <laughs> okay. And they won by, they won going away. That guy's winning the MVP. All right. Yep. Okay. Football games this weekend. Chiefs-Bengals, one-plus touchdown in each half, minus 116. I loved it last week against the Bills. I like it this week. Don't like it as much as last week, but I still like it enough to bet it. Bet the game over at 53 and a half. And I'm going to go, I agree with Adam. Rams-Niners, I think we get points. I'm going to go both teams to score 20-plus points at plus 124. There you go. Now, All some right. props Good bet. that we have and other bets. Um, I'll bet both these guys to get a sack. Hopefully, I'll win both. But if I win one, I'll come away here with a few bucks. Frank Clark sack is plus 112. Melvin Ingram sack is plus 250. Nine sacks against Burrow last week. Titans defense better than the Chiefs, but uh, I like both those numbers. Cam Akers under 63.5 rushing yards in the, in the game to piggyback Paul Charchian. And uh, I will go with an alternate number. T. Higgins receiving 80-plus yards, plus 120. He was in the 60s the first time around. But there, I like what Adam said 10 minutes ago. This is not a tight end game for the Bengals. It's a wide receiver game. But I cannot envision a scenario where the Chiefs are okay allowing Chase to beat him like he did last right, time. yeah, 250. They're going to put extra yeah. attention on him. And then, like, Higgins is awesome. Like, the Packers had a chance to, to draft him a couple years ago. They did it. What would Green Bay's offense look like with T. Higgins? We're looking at it right now with the Bengals because of Chase and Burrow. I think he has a big game again, 80-plus yards, plus 120. And uh, NBA tonight, Heat minus six against the clip joint. Yeah, okay. The trade deadline's coming up. What do you do if you're Embiid? You just have to say, get me some help here. Come on. Or work this out with Ben. That's right? not happening. Well, you're not gonna, you're not giving up a star player for him. I can tell you that. No, but you can get back a couple of nice parts for him. I don't know. Okay. Loser with the Islanders. They got beat at home by the Kings. Winner with the Panthers. They took out the Knights, no problem. Uh, laid three minus 120 with the Rams. First quarter under in the early game, AFC title game. Again, every Bengals road game, the first quarter has gone under. Let's make that 10-0. Key number, 10.5 under minus 140. I like that a lot. Will there be points in every quarter of the two games? Yes, minus 175. I agree with Charchian. I don't think Akers should be out there. If he puts it on the ground early, he gets the hook. Uh, I don't trust him at the goal line either. Michelle, two touchdowns, 24 to 1. You saw 29. Rams, 49ers, longest touchdown under 41 and a half yards. And Bengals, Chiefs, second half, highest scoring half. That is even money. Highest scoring half, second half in that one. In okay. pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at betrivers.com. Who's playing in the Super there we Bowl? Go. I'm going to go uh, two home teams. Yeah, I'll go chalk two. Although I hope we get Niners and one of the other two that. teams. Yep. I would not have a problem with that. No. How about this from, uh, this is on SportsCenter. The last 18 Super Bowls have had Brady, Peyton Manning, Big Ben, or the 49ers. What? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Can you believe that? The last 18 Super Bowls have featured either Tom Brady, 
Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, or the 49ers? Well, and then there were then there was one. Do you want to get involved with Trey Lance props this week? If not now, when? I mean, this is you think you'd have a. I, I guess what, what Ray Ratto said Tuesday though is if they didn't do it last week. Why they're not going to do it? Well, my point would I mean, have been just, again, you have to snowy field, Lambo, yeah. dome situation here makes a little bit more sense. And why not? Eight to one anytime touchdown. Okay, yeah. why not? Let's live. Can I give you some? this? Uh, sure, go ahead. I okay. got a couple of them here. I, I, well, I want to run this by you first because we talked a lot about Adele yesterday with Mike Palm and how crazy the situation here yeah. is in Las Vegas. Diva, phony, sure. And, so people were paying what up to nine thousand dollars to watch her yeah. in person, and a lot of people found out when they arrived that the show was canceled. This is an email that we got from Todd. Imagine this. He points out, you think Adele was bad. Back in 2011, Michael Buble was playing two consecutive sold-out shows at the Mohegan Sun. He played only one night, canceled the first show so he could stay in his suite to watch the Canucks play in the Stanley Cup. He apologized to ticket holders, but said hockey was more important. Oh, come on. No. I'm sure you can Google the story and it will pop up if, it's, if it actually happened. I don't think that guy would go out of his way to make this up. <laughs> I'm not calling him a liar. I just can't believe. <laughs> Sorry, hockey's more important. Right. Yeah, I know you keep the lights on, but here's the middle finger coming right oh, at you. Oh, they did one show? Double bird. Oh, <laughs> man. That is something. I don't know. I hope I hope at some point in my life I can get to that where you're just you're at that diva mode. The Barbara Streisand stuff. I mean, you can't you can't make eye contact. He's not You're the, fired? It's not the only person. I know. I mean, J-Lo. Mariah uh, Carey. Mar- yeah. Uh, 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 Prince. Well, we, we lost him. But, but Prince yeah. had the same rules. As far I mean, as I'm concerned, Prince could do whatever he wanted. Oh, oh that right? That's fine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If he's going to yeah. make you pancakes pancakes at 3 o'clock in the morning <laughs> and play check. a pickup game of basketball, I'm okay with whatever he wants to do. Sure. True yeah. story. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Tyson confirmed it as well. It, with, um, uh, it wasn't even in, in gym gear. Rick the right. No. They had the stuff on there and weren't at the club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you go back. That's the one show in history that could have challenged Seinfeld or Kirby Enthusiasm. Chappelle? Chappelle show. Very good. Had it lasted long enough. Okay. Uh, how about the Rodgers uh, interview from a while back? Matt Schneidman had this on Twitter. Rodgers on uh, on Hackett. If something could happen. I, I just hope he's around and, and doesn't leave or something about what, what if I do. Here it is. Last season with a smirk. I hope he doesn't go anywhere unless I do. Okay. All right. Getting steam. Let's do it. It'll be good. You mentioned the NFC South if Brady retires. What the NFC North if Rodgers goes to the AFC? Well, what Chark said earlier is spot on. Kirk oh, oh Cousins God. is suddenly going to be the best quarterback in that division. <laughs> well, yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, in fact, oh, how, how would you rank the quarterbacks then? Would you go Cousins 1, Justin Fields 2, Goff, no, Goff 2, no. Fields 3? I'd have to. Jordan Love, love 4? I, I don't know about Love, yeah. It's, oh, my man. God. That is wild. Okay, do you want to get your day started with one of these, by the way? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Is this is this re- I can go down the street and get this. Well, because this is or from is it, this is from the, the McDonald's Twitter account. Yeah, okay. So they have four I, different things you can get now. <laughs> Look at that. Land Air and Sea is one of them, the Crunchy Double, the Hash Brown McMuffin, or the Surf and Turf, where the Surf and Turf appears to be like a double cheeseburger with a fillet of fish right on it. The Land Air and Sea, I believe, is what is that? That's number one upper left. Is that Big Mac fillet of fish and something? And a chicken in the, maybe, in the McChicken? Yeah, I think it's a McChicken, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. What's humans doing? Oh, he's oh. he's definitely going to go there today and get all this stuff. What the hell? 
Hash brown McMuffin, number three. As a fast food junkie, Four. any desire, Polly? And there's a, here's another one, too. The fan-inspired menu hacks. Look at this. What a circus. Put a tent over it. Yeah, okay, there's the land, air, and sea. It's a Big Mac with the filet of fish and the McChicken. Right. The surf and turf is the filet of fish with the double cheeseburger? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the crunchy double? That's uh, six-piece McNuggets, barbecue sauce, and a double cheeseburger. Oh, my God. Animals. Would you try the surf and turf? Would you give it a shot? I don't know if I have any desire to give that. I don't know, I don't know if I want to know what that tastes like. I like the filet of fish. But I don't it's like, Yeah. I'll try, I'll try the land, air, and sea just for bleeps and giggles, and I'll report back to you Monday. Okay. You Do this, me? please. I'll try the land, air, and sea. Go get it on Friday. I By get the, the, the double filet of fish once in a while, too. How many calories are we talking about here? <laughs> Who cares? I mean, 2,500? Okay. Right, We're it all going to check out at some it. point. What are we going to? Yeah. <laughs> Sooner than later for some. <laughs> Go down this path the whole time. <laughs> sure. I don't know how humans I, does I, it. I know. I, I, I was out with our buddy yesterday having lunch, and he, he just right in the material. He goes, how, how, how does humans do it? I, I have no How idea. is humans walking around? I, I, don't, I don't know. He, he loves alcohol. He doesn't sleep. No, doesn't sleep. I go, he, goes, uh, he says, well, about three, four times. With, I go, four. He might eat fast food six times a day. What, what? What? Get out of here with your three. What three? Sometimes oh, three, six. There's no way there's three. I told him a story. You were out. He did. He was, <laughs> there he is, the legend. Uh, what the hell? What is did that? he say on air? Uh, that's when that was your spot at the D bar at the D uh, long bar. He said I would sit in bed dreaming of the pot pie sandwich at Arby's or something. He said, "I mean, only humans." We give it, he will know. get out of bed <laughs> to go to Arby's and get like you know the chicken cordon bleu with uh, the curly fries <laughs> at eleven o'clock at night if he's hungry. Doesn't own silverware. <laughs> no paper plates. Oh, that's it. Hell <laughs> yeah, love that guy. <laughs> get off frosted face. Yep. Get off your beast. Bet River Sports. Bet River Sports. Bet River Sports.